What a crazy week for football news. The world has gone absolutely bonkers. Football has well and truly hit the fan with the announcement of a new super, not so super, controversial and downright batshit crazy league. If this is football of the future, then we may as well pack it in and start watching golf. It's the Kickstock Football Weekly. Let's get on with it. Nothing wrong with golf, by the way. <laughs> So, the football world has been rocked. Yeah, James, James, let me just get in there straight away because you seem down. You seem, you seem hit by 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 uh, by comet by something huge. Well, in all fairness, Vic, this week has been heavy. It's yeah, been heavy. It? it it feels like my heart has been ripped out of my chest, just stomped on, thrown across the room, just battered, wow. uh, and then sold to the highest bidder. Um, because Mourinho got fired, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely devastated. I mean, I mean, classic, classic Spurs move, firing Mourinho on the same day that this bombshell got dropped. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I was going to come on to that later, but I mean... Sorry about that. No, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. We're going to keep this one an open and honest discussion. Yeah. Um, we haven't really pre- planned or prepped too much for this podcast because so much has been going on. It's been hectic. We're not going to bring any... Uh, announcements. We're not going to bring any quotes. We're not going to do any of that. Uh, I'm sure everyone has been on top of what's going on at the moment in the football world. Um, and this new Super League that's been announced, it has really, it feels like to me, a seismic moment in football history. Like I a generation-defining moment. I think it's the biggest moment we've ever experienced as, as fans ourselves in our generation. Um, also, just, you know, the way it's been going on. Like, it's... It's like a coup, you know. It's like a. It really is. It's like a, you know, but it's it's not like uh, uh, that the, that there were the plans and they said, you know, they planned ahead, saying uh, we're going to implement these plans in a couple of years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, it was we want to do this this year within the next few months and get going with it. It's just so sudden, which which emphasizes the the size of this whole thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's like it's like a long. A long-time lover of yours, all of a sudden seeing <laughs> a, a brand, a brand new shiny model just come out of the, of the blue, out of nowhere. You've been together, wedlocked, twenty years, in beautiful matrimony, and then all of a sudden they leave you for this sort of bimbo, this this fake, superficial, pimped-up, flipping <laughs> Barbie doll of a fucking cra- pardon my French, crazy, crazy idea. Um, yeah, so, so let's start there, James, because obviously you're a, you're a Manchester United fan, and, mm. and, and and you know United are known to be one of the the key uh, parties, you know, pushing the Super League. So um, obviously, most fans of these clubs have have been heavily opposed of the Super League. But is there any way you can see value as a Manchester United fan? In the Super League, that your club is will be will be playing in in the format that's been described. No, no, because it's for me, it's not football. It's really not football. And I have to say, as a United fan, and I know that you're going to share similar emotions as a as a Manchester City fan. That's your beloved club. Um, I just feel completely betrayed and so confused and and heartbroken that this is a club that I've grown up loving. Because of the history of the club yeah. and tr- the tradition, you know, of the legacy that was built by Sir Alex Ferguson and Matt Busby and the Busby Babes, 
and and all the history that went before that. And it just seems like it's being erased purely for the pursuit of money uh, and and dollars. So, so can you delve into that a little bit more? What what is what is really driving that hatred towards this idea for well, you? I never look, I never thought I'd say this, but this like and I can't speak for all football fans, but I imagine a lot of football fans are feeling like this right now. I just don't know where the game is going. And you know, the game the game's been lost to money for a while now and and I think a lot of people have been blinded by the fact that you know, well, we know money dominates a lot of football, but it's brought a lot of benefits. The fact that the Premier League has really improved itself in terms of investment in the facilities, investment in the football period. We've seen the best managers, the best players come in. And whilst that's all been happening, you know, we know that these foreign owners have come in and, and taken over these institutions, but we've turned a blind eye to it because the football's been fantastic. But now it's just so far from what I love. The club that I love is so far from what I what I know Manchester United to be that I don't even know if I can support this club anymore. But why? I feel that strongly about but it. But why? Because you know it, what I mean? Because, because obviously, you know, you think it's a bad idea, but... but Explain to me in a bit more detail why, and I, I don't want this to be some sort of interview. No, but I'm no, just no, curious, no. I'm just curious to, to hear why, why do you feel that way? Like what, what aspects of the Super League, what aspect, aspects of the decision of United to go ahead with the Super League? Um, or is it the way they went about it? Is it the sneaky kind of behind the back boardroom well, politics I mean, that, I, that you dislike or that makes you disappointed in your club? I mean, all of the above, but all of... All that aside, I mean, let, let's just ignore the fact that it's been an absolute PR disaster. I mean, whoever sorted out the PR plan for this uh, has well and truly cocked up on this one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you think they actually expected the kind of backlash they've received from fans, the way this has gone down? I don't know. And, and you know, maybe even worse, they were expecting it, but they didn't care. Yeah. I mean, that exactly, exactly. They probably just thought they were untouchable. Yeah. Um, f- for me, there's one thing that separates football from all other sports in the world. And it's not only the longevity of the history, the fact that it's been around for 150 years and it's evolved over that time. But one thing that's remained untouched and unchanged is the value of fair play and competition. Always competition. And the promotion and relegation system and the fact that what makes it so magical and beautiful is that any team, anywhere, if they play well enough and if they run well enough, they can go up the ranks and they can actually become a big team uh, in, in, in the football landscape. And, and these clubs are inherently linked to local communities. And local communities, yeah. you know, they depend on these clubs for not only the local economy, but also the culture and, I guess, the camaraderie of these communities. And it just feels like football, more than any other sport, has a heart and a soul. And this Super League, to me, is just heartless. <laughs> it's soulless. And it completely disregards the 150 years of history that have gone before it. And I hate it. And Okay. And I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if you feel the same way. I mean, okay, Manchester City fans, so let's be honest, football didn't really start before 2010. I get that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only joking, sorry. I'm only We're joking. on the same side L- here, L- Low blow on a touchy well, subject. Yeah, exactly, no. Exactly. no, but uh, if I was you, I mean, how do you feel about Manchester City? Because, no, I, I because wanna, with, I this, with the City case, um, Manchester City is a club where it's become the great club that it is now. And it is a great club for not only the way it's been run and the leagues that you've won and the team that you've built with Guardiola, but the investment that the owners have put back into the community as well and the legacy they've built in like throughout the world with all their franchises, you know, in Melbourne and Spain and South America and all that. This is a club that really should understand the value of being able to go from, let's be honest, a small club into a world-class club. And yeah. this goes completely against that. 
No, one hundred percent. So I think uh, obviously I, I I disagree wholeheartedly with the with the decision of Manchester City to join. I think, you know, I, th- I I I'm not sure if they're actually one of the drivers of this whole Super League, but I think and, and you know I'm not saying one is better than the other. This might even be worse, but I think they were just you know that this FOMO aspect of fear of missing out. No, you know we consider ourselves to be one of the biggest clubs in the world, so we, we want to join mm. with the biggest clubs in the world. There must you know? be there must be some of that. Either way, it's a wrong incentive. Yeah. You know whether you do it for the money, which obviously City don't really need, but then again greed is greed. Everyone wants to get richer. Um, but either way, you know it's a bad incentive. But I want to circle back to something you said earlier, right about. Your love for football starts with competition. Yeah. And let me be clear here. I totally disagree with the Super League. But I'm going to play I'm going to play a little devil's advocate As you here, do right? so well. I'm going to play you... a little devil's advocate, right? So you say, okay, you know, there's not going to be any promotion or relegation um, in the Super League, which is true because the 11 founding founding clubs would always have a place there for well, 20 years at least. There's a spot, I think, for five teams. Exactly. That, that get it on merit. Yeah, yeah, an exactly. exclusive five teams. So, um, but I mean, these teams will still be active in their in their domestic leagues, right? So, and in their domestic leagues, you could uh, you you can still uh, relegate or get promoted, right? And if you take a look at the like at the American sports, which is funny because American uh, they say that the 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 founder of the idea of the Super League is actually American, named Charlie Stilitano, who's a uh, Founder of the Champions Cup, who uh, really? international Champions Cup, you know the preseason yeah. tournament yeah. in, yeah. Is in the U.S. Mm. with all these big clubs, who actually said, you know, it'd be interesting to see a kind of Super League evolve uh, years ago. Um, but just like in the M- N- NBA and the MLB and the NFL, you have leagues where there's no promotion, where there's no relegation. But you know, it's hard to argue that there's no competition there because teams are doing everything they can to mm. win, and you know, there's still uh, competition. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to counter your point of, on saying, you know, there is still competition with the Super League because a they play in their domestic leagues for prizes for promotion and relegation. Mm. Maybe not the biggest teams, obviously, but mm. uh, and and b who says that without promotion and relegation you can't have competition? Well, MLB is a MLB is a really interesting uh, example because. <laughs> Back in before the 1950s, the MLB used to have a relegation promotion system. Then it got changed to the model it's in now. And almost every little town in America had some form of competitive baseball club, which people could join. When baseball now went to the modern day MLB uh, franchise model that it is now, there's only 30 teams left across the country in a country of 350 million people. 30 teams. Now... Is that representative of the kind of league that you want to see in such a big country? I mean, you tell me. MLB's dying. Baseball is one of the sports that at the moment is dying in popularity. Um, Florentino Perez has come out and said that they're doing this to save football. I don't see it that way. I just think it's, for me, the intention of it is just greed. And for me, it's just selfishness. And I think it's coming from people who have absolutely no regard for the local fan, uh, for the culture of the sport. And they're just literally doing it to make more money. I mean, there is an argument to be made. And playing devil's advocate, I'll, I'll play with you as I'll play ball. Um, there's probably an appetite for this with international fans. I mean, you, you ask most fans, and I would say India, China, America, they probably would love to see a Super League like this because they want to see the best players all the time playing the best teams, yeah. right? Um, this is more about the grassroots movement. This is more about the home of football. This is more about a working man's sport for you know the working man's fan built by working people. 
and it's been taken away now by 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 super rich and and I just don't think it's right. Um, no, I see your point, and I think you know the 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 issue you you mentioned with the MLB of you know there being only thirty MLB clubs because uh, they actually force the smaller clubs to become even smaller and and become actually feeders to the big club by feeding talent, by feeding resources, by feeding everything, to, uh, so that. Uh, it would only make these big MLB clubs mm. bigger, yeah. Or the the gap would would, yeah. would intensify. So that's my main issue with this whole Super League. Yeah. It's, it's not. See, I don't. I believe that that there's always going to be competition, right? There's there's always going to be some some sort of desire to win. Yeah. So you know, and and you know, that's that's a a point that that can be argued, of course. But I don't think that's my main issue. My main issue is that it's going to make the the gap. In football, unsurmountable. It's yeah. gonna really relegate the rest of the clubs who are not involved in the Super League. Exactly. To uh, a nothing league, a nobody league. And people lose interest, and people lose interest. And you know, the gap. If 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 this is set in stone, the gap will only become yeah. bigger. Yeah. And that's painful. I think that one of the most beautiful things is is the charm, and I can say that as an Ajax fan, right? Uh, is 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 defeating Real Madrid, defeating Juventus. In the Champions League, having an amazing season—that is such a—that a, a, th- is for me the the, the beautiful thing, yeah. the passionate yeah. thing about football. Yeah. And I think that once they do this, those things will never happen. No, again. for sure. I mean, as it can. And, and let's let's be honest. Like the franchise model, it works for the United States. The franchise model is basically a model designed to maximize profit and commercialize the sport, which uh, which Americans and, are the and, best in, and they are the best at it, and yeah. they've done supremely well. Yeah. And and you know, I commend them for it. But if if you for them, it, the sport is so much about showbiz and a Hollywood. Hollywood kind of gloss to it and it's so much about the show around the sport as much more even so than it is about the sport but yeah no you're you're, abs- you're absolutely right you know for for football it's 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 about so much more than that um, and we don't want to see the commercial aspect of it drive the football agenda you know it's it there has to be the, the legacy and the history of the sport is so much different to any sport out there is what makes it magic and it's relatable to everyone and yeah. I get that we want to see, you know, top games and top players playing each other all the time. But the reason for you as an Ajax fan, playing the AC Milans and playing the Juventuses in Europe is so special is because it doesn't happen every year. Yeah, true, true, true. But you know, from, you know, again, playing devil's advocate here, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta play devil's advocate. You yeah, got go go to look on. at it from the other side. I mean, one could argue that, okay, if you ask anyone, if you ask any, any Ajax fan, in the, what was the best games you've, you've seen in the past five years? Or what were the most special games? You know, they're going to see Ajax Real Madrid. They're going to see Ajax Juventus. They're going to say Ajax uh, Olympique Lyon in the Europa League. Uh, and then, and then, but well, one could say, well, why don't you, why don't you want to see those games all the time, every year? You know, because they're, it's, it's, it's but something it's, special. It's an occasion. It's an occasion. Yeah, you know, true, it's, true. it's like, it's like when you, you know, I don't know, when you go to, for example, a Michelin-style restaurant, or if you manage to go to a Hollywood premiere. Yeah. You know, uh, those, those happen depending on who you are but for most people those only happen very rarely maybe once in your life if you're lucky and it's a, so much more of a special occasion because of that scarcity And but if you're going all the time to Michelin star restaurants if you're always at all the Hollywood premieres they lose their gloss they lose their glamour um, and I just think beyond that beyond that as well the, the repercussions for the football pyramid are, are just drastic and, and the thing is as well JP Morgan apparently coming in and, and investing $6 billion into this thing. I mean, what the hell, what are they going to play for? They're going to play for the JP Morgan Cup? 
Is that what uh, a young aspiring footballer is growing up wanting to win the, the lift, lift the JP Morgan Cup? Probably. I mean, I, I, I agree with you, James. Like, essentially, and 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 I think that that obviously everyone has their own feeling regarding these things, mm. regarding these special games. You know, some might be more affected by that than others. Yeah. But I think the real damage is done, which is you know universal, and that's the football pyramid. Right? Well, that's 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 the thing. So so moving on, then what yeah. what what happens next? You know, what what is the next move? I mean, this looks like to me all out war, and I don't really know how this how this is going to end, how this ends up. Um, but what what pisses me off the most as well is that who who decides who the top clubs are? Arsenal, <laughs> Arsenal and Spurs. <laughs> What's going in, on in there? a top six in England? Yeah, Arsenal are sitting in ninth. Uh, yeah. I, I, they haven't looked like a top six team for years now. And and there was a great tweet from someone who said that Tottenham joined the Europe, Europe uh, European Super League is like Banana Man getting called up as an Avenger. It's 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 an absolute farce. Yeah, it's it's, it's a joke. joke. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, and. Uh, I know we wouldn't say we wouldn't say quotes, but uh, Guardiola also alluded to it today by saying, "Okay, you know, if you're going to look at the history and trophies, then put Ajax Amsterdam in there because they won four, four for Europa Cups." Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Ajax shouldn't be in there. No one should be in there. Mm. But I mean, if you look at the biggest clubs in the world, who's you got to be? You got to be. Yeah, you got to be absolutely silly if you're going to put Arsenal and Spurs in there as well. What do you think? What do you think is PSG's incentive for not joining this thing? I've got several theories on this. Well, I mean, obviously, you're going to say uh, that they can finally win the Champions League. Or well, what? so they, that, that <laughs> is one. That is one. Yeah, I okay. mean, so look, they're probably thinking they might be thinking, you know what? We, we're in we're in a shot to win Champions League here. Yeah. So let's 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 not let's not piss off UEFA. Let's not upset that. Let's let's see all the other three get knocked out. Exactly. Could you imagine all the other three get knocked uh, out? Uh, instant champions. And they win it from the semi-finals. So that's one. Also, more cynical, I'm thinking Qatari owners. We've got a certain World Cup coming up in 2022. Yeah. Can't um, piss off the UEFA and the FIFA. You don't. You want to be on the right side of FIFA for that. I mean, I've got to hand it to the backers of the Super League. It it takes a lot to make the World Cup in Qatar seem like the second worst idea in football yeah. that there is. Um, I mean, that is impressive. Um, so I'm cynical on that one. What do you think? Yeah. So that you know maybe they want to stay in UEFA's good graces because of their financial uh, issues, which they constantly are having. Yeah. With the financial fair play. Uh, and we cannot also disregard that they might genuinely think it's a bad idea. Yeah. We can't disregard sure. that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You and your bloody devil's advocate. <laughs> no, that's, I'm, you know, I'm being a sympathetic, uh, sympathetic to PSG uh, right uh, now. They uh, might actually you, not you're think You're very it's... diplomatic, Vic. Have you ever thought about being a politician? I should. You can maybe, make a great career as a politician. I should be a lobbyist for the Super League. <laughs> but, um, Look, I'm just... Uh, what someone tweeted as well, I'm just glad Gunnosaurus uh, isn't alive to see this today. Uh, and it's true. I mean, he'd be rolling in his grave. He'd uh, be... Uh, I mean, but I think, it, you know, James, I think, it's a, I think it's an interesting topic because actually, for me, there's no real uh, there's no real party I sympathize with here hmm. the UEFA for example you know they they, they, they want to they actually uh, announced to uh, their plans to change the Champions League format in 2024 yeah. which which that I even have some reservations about as well exactly and, and, and let's be honest the whole reason they want to change this format is not to innovate football no it's to put more money in their pocket it is rich from coming from UEFA isn't it talking about right? greed so and and, and mm. UEFA and UEFA and FIFA have operated this way for years now you know corruption greed dedicating or allocating a, a world cup to qatar i mean if that's not if that's not greed then then i don't know what is no you know so it is obviously i'm i'm more on their side than than on the super league side but i just i just think i can't sympathize with you guys you know because you've been acting in 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 
in interest of money and trying to fill your wallets as fat as possible for years. Yeah. And now someone is doing it to you, which once again I disagree with, and you're getting all pissed, right? So it's, it's you know it's tough. All of a sudden the money's in jeopardy and they act. Exactly. They're in full defense mode. Yeah. I mean, look, another. I mean, one thing has to be said. We have to commend the German clubs on this one. I think yep. Bayern for not being involved, Dortmund for not being involved. I think we could learn a lot. Leipzig as well. Leipzig as well. I think we could learn a lot from the German model and the German league. They've come out of this extremely well, but no surprises there, to be honest. But what I really like and I've liked about this whole thing is how unified the response against this has been from everyone, from fan bases. I mean, Liverpool and United fans coming together like this, it's yeah. almost like seeing Bloods and Crips joining together on the streets. It's its unheard of. Um, from the fans to the players to the managers to the journalists, everyone's been singing from the same hymn sheet. And um, it's been... It's been good to see even politicians, you know? Yeah, Bojo. Bojo and, and Jeremy Corbyn, yeah. like Gary Neville said, agree on this. I mean, that takes some doing to get those two to actually agree on something. No, but okay, James, so what do you think about, about this, you know, quite popular theory? And that's that uh, the, the, the proposers of the Super League actually expect the plan of the Super League to fail mm. because it will give them a, a way stronger position in the negotiations regarding uh, the new Champions League format. Yes, yeah, so or they yeah, so so they never I think it's a good point. Yeah, they never thought it was a realistic because they knew they did know how much backlash they were going to get, but you know, it it will give them a lot I mean their their negotiating uh, position will be will I'd, be a I'd, lot I'd, better. I I think that's a good point. Um it I definitely it felt like a strong arm tactic at the beginning but they are going to some extreme measures yeah. to strong arm UEFA if you see what if you see what uh, UEFA uh, president Seferin <laughs> said about them today you know they're snakes and you know we're never going to spits in the face of football yeah. fans world over I mean, that's, I mean that's extreme. it is some severe stuff yeah. and and at this point there is some irreparable damage that has been done irreparable and you've huh. got Florentino Perez now coming out and saying the paperwork is signed it's final it's conclusive this, this will happen and I also think there wouldn't be so either either they know it's going to fail but like you say the damage is, is huge but I also don't think I mean these are not stupid people right I don't think they would put this out there if they weren't certain it could happen right because they would just but it has it. to be it has to be a lose-lose at this point because they break off and and play their Super League no one in Europe's going to watch it, so that's going. They're going to suffer then. But then also, the domestic leagues are going to suffer too because they can't live without the big teams. But they can't live with the big teams playing in a super league as well. So I don't really see who Can wins they? it no. unless unless they try and run a league. I mean, this is all about. Let's be honest. Let's not beat around the bush. This is all about TV viewing figures 100%. at the end of the day. Yeah. And they are purely building a league designed and modelled for international fans abroad in China in India, in America, who okay. really don't really have allegiances to clubs. They mainly follow players now these days. Very similar to what happens in American sports. Mm -hmm. It is franchising it. And um, and it's just wrong. So, so in terms of TV, I think now, if this does happen, illegally streaming football matches is now your civic duty. Everybody should get on Reddit Soccer Streams. <laughs> no, I'm not going to promote Reddit Soccer Streams. Blur. <laughs> but um, but no, on a, on, a, on a serious note, it's it's. I don't see any good outcome here. I really don't. So you do you do you not think that the that uh, and it's an open question, right? Hmm. Do you not think that if Manchester United play in the Super League, they cannot play in the Premier League anymore, or they can't play in the Premier League? According to the Prem, no. According to the Prem, no, according won't. to you. 
So do you think it's possible? Because I, I mean, I, I, I am, I'm so pissed about this, Vic, that I want, I would fully endorse United being banned from Champions League for seasons to come. I would fully endorse points deductions. Hell, I would, full, I would even endorse United getting relegated. Relegation. At this point. I, I, gen, I genuinely would. I feel that strongly. About yeah. Okay, this. but that's, but, 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 I mean. This is not the club that I support. I would not. So I'm going to support FC United of Manchester. Yes. If they go to a Super League, I'm being serious about that, and I'm not the only one. Yeah. I know I'm not the only one. I know a lot of fans feel this way. Yeah, and no, I, and I know a lot of fans feel that way either. But I just, you know, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to stop saying one more time. You know, devil's advocate. <laughs> People saying, you know, they can't coexist. Well, I mean, if you think pure rationally, the Super League and the domestic leagues can't coexist. Because it's just it's just a European competition, just like the Champions League, Europa League. It can coexist, but is it right? No, absolutely not. Because mm. it's going to destroy the football pyramid. Yeah, exactly. So, so in that essence, they can't coexist, because because the pyramid that has been built over yeah, generations cool. will just crumble. It'll crumble. Yeah. Um, and football will be unrecognizable, and um, we are really selling ourselves to the devil here. So, but look, someone. Obviously, the people at the heart of this, the people affected the most by this, are the fans. So we've been getting strong reactions from uh, and statements from football supporters trusts from across the country. Um, like you said, one of the clubs uh, leading the charge and spearheading this whole operation has been Manchester United, and we've actually uh, very kindly got the vice chair of the Manchester United Supporters Trust to come on and uh, talk to us, David Pennington. Um, he is the vice chairman of, of MUST, Manchester United Supporters Trust, and a representative on the Council of the National Football Supporters Association, uh, and he's agreed to come and actually give his opinion on the pod. So let's talk to him. Let's, uh, let's hear it. How's it going, David? Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. So I imagine, yeah, I imagine it's been absolutely manic for you guys over at Must in the last couple of days. First things first, what is your reaction to the news of the breakaway Super League? Are you surprised, or could you see this coming from an absolute mile away? Um, I could see it coming, partly because of my uh, role as well as in Must. I have a role on the National uh, Football Sports Association uh, and close links with Football Sports Europe. So. Um, we have a lot of sources um, you know, that are keeping us posted on it uh, and the view was that in all of the time that the um, the Champions League was going through its protracted decisions about what new format it wanted and we knew they were being pressurised by some of the ECA clubs, the European Clubs Association clubs, they were also planning this in the background. They've been planning this on and off for the last four years and probably longer, and it's the same names that were cropping up. You know, it's it's the American owners of the English clubs. You know, it's it's Barcelona and uh, and Real Madrid presidents um, for different reasons because the Americans like franchise model and they want that sort of stability and profit and revenue. Um, the the Spanish clubs basically were, as you've probably seen, at risk of going bankrupt or more or less badly run. Uh, they needed the bailout. So uh, we knew it was it was always their aspiration. What we didn't know is just how how they were basically um, batting on both sides uh, for the last few weeks. Mm. You know, and, and what what we picked up basically, and you'll see some of this in the press, um, is that they persuaded uh, UEFA during the course of last week to cave into every one of their demands, a lot of which we campaigned against more matches, quality of uh, protected qualification, I mean, if you don't finish in your, your 
top four places, etc. Um, massive amount of revenue retained by those clubs uh, and also commercial rights that they wanted as well to wrestle away from UEFA. They capitulated UEFA, they told UEFA on Friday night they were happy and on Saturday morning they signed the contract for the, for the, uh, for the new league um, and that's where we got. We picked up, picked up at national level, not, not for most of my other role, uh, on Sunday morning um, we've been hard at it since then, um, particularly within Must, and also we very closely, as we do with our probably our biggest rival club supporting groups. Mm. You know, we have a history of working very effectively with them on, on these sort of campaigns, um, and you know, it's, it's working. We think, um, you know, we've had we've had massive traction, so individually and you know, and, and particularly you know, if you're looking at within Must. Yeah, we, we've had uh, media slots on you know national radio, national TV, Sky Sports, uh, regional programmes, uh, everything, um, yeah, and you know, it, it's unrelenting. So what? So, um, what do you make? What do you make of the timing of this whole announcement, uh, Dave? Um, you want the cynical view is that the timing was you know they saw it and they're still trying to peddle this nonsense of the fact that. They've done it now because the pandemic needs pandemic needs a solution. And as Mr. Perez has just said last night, you know, this is the only solution we want to save football. Um, so they've used that. And by the time it was also some degree forced on it in as much as that they were about to commit they would otherwise have committed to a new at least three year cycle uh, in the Champions League, albeit with, with reform, that would take them to twenty twenty seven. Mm. These guys don't want to wait they want that modelling. They've been trying to do it for ten years, so you know, you know they're not they're not going to wait any longer. So that that's 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 probably the timing of it. Mm. Um, it. It leads me to question then. First and foremost, obviously, you're a Manchester United fan. How disappointed yeah. are you? That Manchester United appears to be one of the leading clubs spearheading this operation. I mean, Joel Glazer is set to be vice chairman of the new Super League alongside Andrea Agnelli, with Perez serving as president. Um, I mean, how does it make you feel as a fan? More than anything, uh, you can guess, and a, and a and a, a legacy fan yeah. at that, as they describe you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, as as yeah, look, I mean, it, it's 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 the takeover all over again. You know, I mean, and and now, you know, they 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 ripped the soul, you know, out of the club back in two thousand and five, and you know, they've done it again now. Uh, if anybody follows Harry Potter and the Horcruxes or whatever, it's, it's that sort of <laughs> <laughs> scenario. Um, and, but are we surprised? No, not at all. Because they're asking, one of the one of the, the big six clubs uh, was anonymously quoted, and it wouldn't have been one of our directors because they wouldn't have broken ranks that way, and said, our duty is to maximise revenue and profits. Now, our goal for a long time, you know, we, we, we argued against the ownership model for, for years, and a key part of that is that the companies that are run on business as businesses under company rules, and they have that obligation. If they're a, com- they're a limited company, they have that obligation. We want that obligation reversed. We want um, the the primary duty to be to the community and to the club, um, or at least as, as big as that. Of course. So. Yeah, that's um, you know that's what we would we would want to do. So 
Florentino Perez insists that this move is absolute and final. Another key figure in this is a certain Ed Woodward. As a member of United Supporters yeah. Trust, you've met him on many occasions. How do you think he'll be reacting to the backlash the club's received? I mean, what will be going through his mind right now? Well, uh, we haven't met him many times. We we meet we meet him occasionally. Um, you know, it's um, we have never met the Glazers. I mean, look at the end of the day. You know, Ed is doing. You know, whether you respect it or not. What he is, he is he is employed to do, and contractually, you know, job-wise, required to do. Um, in the same way as David Gill in two thousand and five spoke out against the the takeover and said he's completely the wrong approach. You know, debt is the road to ruin was the infamous quote. And then once they came on board, that was his job. He had to back it. So you know, it's. It, it, it takes a lot for you to, you know, to sort of you know, turn down your um, your job and your career uh, for that. Uh, I suspect now that he is mightily shocked by the scale of the reaction. Um, maybe he shouldn't have been, but they are, and, and clearly all of the clubs are, particularly the English club. Uh, I mean, if anything has come out of this, you know. They, they might not have succeeded in winning over hearts and minds um, uh, on this on this new utopia, uh, to say the least. What they have succeeded in doing is uniting the remaining ECA, UEFA, the Football Association, the Premier League, the porter groups of clubs like ours, you know, and and in, and our and our rivals, politicians across all political parties in the UK. And even the royal family, even Prince William, is now out against it. Which now, takes some and, doing. And not, not to mention media and pundits. Nobody, apart from Perez, you know, in that brief interview in Spanish last night, has come out. Not one of either the owners or the chief executives has come out and has said anything to either explain or defend that proposal. It's an absolute shambles. You know, they have a PR company. We know, you know that. The PR companies have started doing it. You know, there's even a brand that they've got. Come um, knows what sort of a job you know, they're deemed to have done. Um, but so I think it's caused such a huge backlash. You know, and that is everybody's hope now. Yeah. Well, then. So lastly, I suppose then that leads us to question: Where do we go from here? I mean, how do we actually see this getting resolved? Um. Okay. So. From our perspective, I think what we now hope um, is that um, the reaction, particularly within government, has led to what was never on the table before, which was serious reform of regulation and ownership rules, um, is now on the on the government's agenda and has a Labour Party backing. So, so Duncan, our chief executive, was in on that meeting that you may have seen uh, reported uh, today with Boris Johnson, uh, along with two of the supporter group reps, um, and they have said, you know, they are willing to do anything necessary to both stop the league and stop it happening again. And they have included, I mean, Boris's words were, a we should drop a legislative time bomb on it. Now, that would never have happened if this hadn't, you know, if they hadn't been provoked in this way. Um, that, of course, though, takes time. Now, in the short term, 
what's going to happen next. Well, if we record this podcast in an hour's time, it might change. I'm literally on my screen while we're talking, uh, seeing messages piling in from the the WhatsApp group that we've got between the, the key supporter groups on this, uh, that um, City, in fact, City might even be out and Chelsea are about to withdraw. Uh, um, let me let me just read this now. Um, so the journalists are reporting Chelsea's withdrawal. Now, whether that's happened or not, I don't know. I'm seeing another message that says, City now, Barcelona about to be out, holding like a pack of cards. Atletico have told their lawyers to get papers ready ASAP. Blow by blow updates from, from people in football. That is literally since we started this conversation. Well, well Victor will be happy to hear that as a City fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're not an Ajax fan, yet, Victor? Oh, a City fan and an Ajax fan. All oh, right, okay. He's got. Yeah, you're you're one of the people that, that they say that they are they are most keen to, to to help out here because one of the things that I've seen that the ECA and it's actually on their website if you look at it is a research paper they can do called the Future of Fandom, and it talks about that the fan of tomorrow is somebody who supports two clubs and they don't like watching TV. And we need to be catering for them. I mean, he is They're the demographic. Sure. He is the demographic. He's he is a... the demographic. It's these younger fans, etc. So, um, and, and trust me, um, this is not the solution for for me as demographic. No, yeah, but the thing is, they, they've done this research, and that's what they've believed. And, and consequently, then they've now embarrassingly, you know, referred to current fans as legacy fans. Legacy fans is a word that they used. Mm. Um, you know, they they've tried to say. That you know, doing this is 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 just the same as when the Champions League came into into being. And they, they, one one thing even quoted positively with following Matt Busby's example or something like that. It's, it's obscene, mm. and it's got people's voice you know, um, yeah. you know, uh, no. even more. So. Um, I mean, I actually in an interesting one, obviously, because uh, I mean, a you're managed or you're run by Edwin Bandersara, who is you know probably the most competent and respected CEO in the job. Um, we'd love to buy him from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at some point. At some point. For the second um, time. For the second time. Yeah. 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 Well, I think he's probably worth more now, actually, than, uh, yeah. than he was before. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't want to come and work under the Glazers, I don't think. But, um, probably not. Um, I mean, the nonsense before about coming back as director of football, no, yeah. he's, he's, he's way beyond that. But obviously with Ajax, I mean, you know, Ajax were one of the clubs that were, you know, probably wanting to become, you know, sorry, the founder members probably wanted them as a founder member. Um, because how can you how can you have an appeal? How can you sell billions of TV rights for what is actually a Tri Nations tournament? Yeah. Yeah. And all credit to all credit to the Germans. Yes. Who said, No, we're not doing this. No, that's exactly what uh, we were talking about before as well. For whatever reasons, I mean you know, I mean, we, we, we disrespect PSG as much as, I might even say Man City, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, they're, for their state-sponsored um, uh, whatever. But at least they've, they've had the sense to, to pull out of that. And the last thing we want, and we've already seen even before things have happened in the last hour, uh, supposedly the likes of Porto and um, other clubs who said, Dortmund who said, no, we won't join you. And, and our call would have been, and we'll still be if we need to, please, all these other clubs, tell them that you won't join them. Because if it's just the League of 12, it's not going to pass muster. 
Um, no. So if 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 things do fall apart now, there is still there are still things to be won. You know, yeah. people have been shown true colours. Uh, nobody will be trusted. We we will we will be the the friends and allies of UEFA and the Premier League and yeah. and everybody else, uh, and we'll get some sensible decisions. But exactly, you know, this is not the whatever. Even if this this holds in the next few days, this is not the end of the story. No, there's still still a long way to go. Dave, well said as well. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, fantastically fantastically uh, expressed your your opinion on the matter there as well and uh, I'm sure you're going to be a very busy man so I'm going to leave you to it one last very last question very briefly before we go though are you getting a season ticket to FC United of Manchester next year? For FC United? Yeah No I've, I've never followed them um, but what we did do no seriously what, what we did because as you know my, my, my son lives in, um, in South Manchester works and lives there uh, and he started going along in the um, spring last year, when when our matches weren't weren't uh, open, to watch West Disbury and Chorlton. Well, um, that's a classic. And uh, we we went along, and we've been along to him as well uh, to it as well. Um, it costs us I can't remember about sort of six pounds to get in, and you could buy a pint and and, and uh, stand on the touchline, literally stand on the touchline with your pint. There you go. And it was great. Well, that's if, if, if he's giving them a boost, we'll still go and watch them. Brilliant. Well, that's the beauty of grassroots football, and that's why we don't want to see it die. So, Dave, keep up all the good work. Thanks a lot for coming on, and uh, hopefully, speak to you again at some point on the pod. Maybe when all this is resolved, as our local yeah, Manchester sure. correspondent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Next time we come to uh, to Amsterdam, we'll uh, we'll meet up as well. Good man. That was Dave Pennington. Uh, not a happy man. Not a happy man, dropping bombs left, yeah. right and centre. Yeah. But the positive I take out of that conversation, Vic, is that it looks like it's just crumbling at the moment. People pulling yeah, out, so. clubs getting cold feet. Really, what the takeaway for me was that they just completely, completely uh, got this one wrong in how they thought fans were going to react to this. Yeah, but are they really that stupid, I wonder? Because how can you not even pull a little bit to see you know, what the reaction is going to be like? They're, they're just either naive or, or like, they don't care like you said don't care and that's probably the worst yeah but you know what i also think is so, is so bad you know you have you have people who are uh you know presidents of these clubs uh Agnelli, who's who's chairman of the of the eca right who's supposed to protect the interests of all the clubs and you know sneakily sets up a super league where he's vice president where where he would be become the vice president of i think you know i think that's these kind of actions are unforgivable to 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 Juventus fans, to other clubs, you know. And and Dave Dave said it well. That's exactly that. Yeah. Dave said it perfectly. And how do clubs recover from this? I I don't see a world where they recover from this. Uh, yeah. And you know, there's 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 one 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 part which we all which which we haven't discussed yet. No, and that's I, the, the players. An important part. And it's, it's it's super important, you know. And and the players they they don't have a lot to say in the matter. I think because you know they. Essentially, they're employees for, for yeah. an employer. But but really, I think they have the, all the power. They have all the power because they are the prized assets and they are also the ones that pl that the fans look up to, the player yeah. and the managers. And they're also the ones that might get punished the hardest, you know, along with the fans. If you see that the sanctions that the FIFA and the UEFA want to impose by not allowing them to represent their countries uh, in, in, in the Euros and in the World Cups, in the future World Cups, by for a decision that they were zero mm. a part of, mm. it's it's so harsh. It is. 
Yeah, it right? is. And, and as a player, you must be shitting bricks right now. Yeah. Because you're thinking, you don't, you don't know what's going on. And and let's be honest. Am I going to leave my club? Do I have to come out with a statement? Exactly. There's not been there's not been one player who's come out and said it was a good idea. Explicitly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, uh, there was also a poll mate, um, done by Sky Sports, I saw, and uh, they were asking people various questions about how they felt about it. And 14% said that they supported the Super League. And I'm thinking, really? I'm thinking, who are these 14%? Yeah. Where, where, where are they? I've not heard anyone. I I've mean, not the seen o- them. The only reason a player might be intrigued in the Super League is if it's if he purely only cares about money and the salaries would be raised significantly because of the extra TV right so that's the only way I could see but this was sorry this wasn't a player poll this was a a fan poll oh fan poll yeah apologies yeah but for the players no you're right for the players it's it's again it's it's only they'll make more money sure but um, is it a competition they want to play in is it something that they'll actually put their heart and soul into um James, I think uh, this is definitely uh, a watch this space. What a bombshell. <laughs> We've not even gotten on to Mourinho yet. Bloody no, hell. No. Mourinho out, that's it. Yeah, Move exactly. On. Called it, called it. Yep. Uh, by the way, I'm calling Mystic Meg on this one. Uh, I did say at the start of the season, Mourinho would not last the season in, in the job. Did I not say that in the did prediction? Did I agree with you? I must have agreed with you. <laughs> As No, you always play devil's advocate. You played devil's advocate. You said, no, Mourinho will win Champions League with Spurs. <laughs> just as a devil's advocate I said, but, you know, we'll leave that we'll leave that to the listeners to find so, out is it fair to say we only have LVPs this week and we and can put Perez yeah Glaciers oh, American, Agnelli American football owners in, in Europe yeah I mean the top six you, you see the greedy that, three in Spain that, that Americans in, in football they don't they don't go well together no with no. all due respect, eh? yeah, because to uh, all our American listeners, to out all there. our American <laughs> listeners, and, and, and to all you bloody yanks out there. <laughs> but uh, I mean, American ownership for football clubs—it's just not a good idea. I, I think we have to leave it at mm. that. It's, it's a shame because I mean, like Liverpool, Fenway Sports, John Henry was getting loads of uh, plaudits for how well run a club Liverpool were. Um, and it's and, all down the drain now. And it's all down the drain now. Yeah. It's all down the drain. So, look, it's going to be, I think it's a case of watch the space. This is definitely not the last we've heard of this. Uh, it's going to get juicier by the day, I'm sure. And uh, it is war. It is war, my friend. And yeah. the battle lines have been drawn. So now yeah, And even, uh, and what David, you know, rightfully said, he said, he said that even if it all crumbles tonight and, and, and they announced that the plans uh, are not going, uh, going, uh, going through, going, going through it's not over then either because there's so much damage already done reputation has been uh, has been smeared and and you know the consequences of this are going to last for a longer period of time whether it stops now or goes on mm. so uh, definitely watch this space definitely watch this we'll space. be watching this space we will be yeah but uh, you heard it huh? city out United C- in. yeah <laughs> you guys always were chokers you guys always were chokers <laughs> choking under pressure oh, that's yeah. why you're not going to win Champions League this year you're playing devil's advocate right now you're not going to win it because you're going to get you're going to get kicked out